0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 or so minutes each day, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that helps keep us focused on our relationship with God, and also helps us to have a more spiritual mindset to be able to deal with life every day. Boy, life throws a lot at us. Well, but it also helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow stronger because faith comes by hearing the word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. We encourage you, share these short studies with everybody you can every day. Through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody grow stronger in their faith. You may help somebody come to God through Jesus Christ. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing that will be for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to continue in our line of thought and study talking about, oh, at least eight wiles of the devil. Our text, basic text, is from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 and 11, where the apostle Paul wrote, "'Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might,' the power of God's might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or schemings of the devil. Ah, I like that word wiles. <laughs> That's descriptive. I like words. I like language. That's descriptive. That you may stand against the wiles of the devil. And that word simply means schemings. However, the, whatever means the devil used to try to pull you into sin and away from God and into eternal condemnation. He goes on and says, "We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places." And then he begins to list those pieces of the spiritual armor that God has provided for us: gird your waist with truth, put on the breastplate of righteousness, shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, put on the shield of, or take up the shield of faith, put on the helmet of salvation, and and wield the sword of the spirit which is the word of god and don't forget to pray for down through verse 18 well those are powerful and effective pieces of armor spiritual armor that god has provided for us to withstand all of the wiles or schemings or ways that the devil will try to pull us down destroy us spiritually and eternally the devil's real Sin is real. Evil is real. Hell is real. We need to understand that. And we need to stand in defense against all of the wiles of the devil. Well, we're talking about at least eight ways or eight wiles of the devil, eight, eight lines of, of scheming, ways that he tries to pull us into sin and away from God. We've already talked about stealth. He likes to stay beneath the surface. He doesn't announce himself as being the devil and trying to bring us into eternal destruction and hell. He likes to stay behind the scenes. Doubt is another one. I'm sorry, bluffing is another one we looked at. He tries to bluff us into thinking, hey, you can do that. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, you can, you can do that one time. Ah, yeah, maybe it's bad, but hey, you can overcome it. You can always give it up. He tries to bluff us into thinking that, that, well, it's okay, or at least you can overcome it, but he'll pull us in more and more, and then the sin overcomes us. Doubt is another one. Satan has used this strategy with Eve in the garden in the beginning. In Genesis chapter 3 and verse 1, he presented himself before her in the form of a serpent and said, has God given you all the fruit of the trees in the garden to eat of? And she responded faithfully and correctly. She said, we can eat all the fruit of the trees of the garden except for the tree that is in the middle of the garden. And that was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But then And then she said, God has said that if we eat of that fruit, we're going to die. And Satan said, nah, you're not going to die. You're going to become like God, knowing good and evil. Well, now she began to doubt, see. Really? I could become like God? Well, Satan was very skillful in luring her in to take the bait. And she ate the fruit and gave to her husband and he ate and Therein, they became sinners. They became sinners, and everything changed that day. Satan planted some doubt in her mind. He wants sinners to doubt God's existence. He wants sinners to doubt the Bible's accuracy. As I said in introducing this particular series of thought and study, if the devil can convince us that he doesn't exist he's got us because he does exist. He's real. And if he can can make us think that, or at least persuade us that God doesn't exist, again, he's got us. If he can plant doubts in our mind that makes us question and then ultimately give up truth of God's existence and God's love for us and the devil being our gravest enemy, 1 Peter 5 and verse 8, that he's got us. Each year, hundreds of articles, posts, and books, and documentaries are produced to promote a naturalistic evolution position or belief and attack the existence of God as the creator. Constant propaganda belittles those who believe in an inspired Bible and the divine son of God. The devil wants college freshmen, wants everyone else, to be convinced that all the smart people are atheists, and nobody believes in the Bible anymore. That's what the devil wants everybody to believe. He wants to plant those doubts in people's minds. But the truth is, as the psalmist said, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. The fool has said that. And when you look at, the, again, the creation all around us, Psalm 19 and verse 1 says, that was, by the way, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. That's Psalm 14 and verse 1. Psalm 19 and verse 1 says, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. You look at the amazing and intricate design within the universe You think that can just happen on its own by chance, arbitrarily? Design demands a designer, and that designer is God, the almighty, the all-powerful. The heavens declare his work. We can see his fingerprints all around us in the creation. When we look at Romans chapter 1, beginning with verse 20, Paul used this line of reasoning this logic. He says, "...since the creation of the world, his, that is God's, invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made." In other words, the design that is there in the universe, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse." because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. My, oh, my. How disbelievers, how atheists, how people who believe that God did not create life in this world, they believe in some random, by chance, foolish belief in evolution, is how we all came into being and got to where we are now. How they jump through hoops and go through all kinds of mind-bending assumptions to in some way explain away the simple reality that God created it all. God created it all. Oh, the devil wants to plant doubt. The Bible is constantly verified by archaeology. Every alleged contradiction is eventually answered. Its remarkable Old Testament prophecies were precisely fulfilled and in intricate detail by the coming of Jesus and the establishment of his church on this earth. The Bible has power to change lives like no other book can. Romans 1 and verse 16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. Every word of God is pure, Proverbs 30 and verse 5. And every word of God, well, all scripture is God's very word given by inspiration. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16 Jesus endorsed every word of the Old Testament. He was the author of it. Jesus said, it is easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one tittle, and that means a small grammatical mark in the Hebrew language, than for one tittle of the law, the Bible, to fail, Luke 16 and verse 17. Oh, yes, but the devil is always hammering with the tool of doubt trying to persuade us. Do you really believe that? You know, it doesn't make sense, does it? Planting doubt after doubt after doubt in our minds. And we need to simply recognize the reality and say, uh, no, the evidence is there. What is faith? Hebrews 11 and verse 1, the scriptures themselves define it boldly. Faith is the evidence, uh, is, is, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Real faith is not a wild wish or unrealistic dream. Real faith is based upon substance and evidence. Don't let the devil plant doubts in your mind that ultimately could lead you away from God perversion is another scheming of the devil or another one of those wiles. And we'll talk about that next time. And and my, how so many people have been taken in through one kind of perversion or another. Let's pray. Father in heaven, help us to stand strong against the devil and all of his wiles, all of his schemings that he uses to try to pull us away from you and into disbelief or at least into rebellion against you through sin. Help us to recognize his reality and to stand on guard with your help and through your strength against him. Let him not be effective in our lives. Help us to always hold on to your hand, Father, and to walk with you in faithful, consistent obedience. Please forgive us, gracious Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.